What movie did we do last week? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they yeah, came yeah, together. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, are we doing after hours? After yeah, hours. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Let's get so started. Much. <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody to another episode of Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass. I don't know. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> well, we um, really blew it this time. We yeah. are talking today. We're doing the second movie of our I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Oh, New shit. York City is a character in the movie series. <laughs> I completely uh, forgot that's what we're calling it. I love uh, that so much. I'm one of hosts, Brett Battostain. Hello, Brett. Hey, I'm, Brett. I'm another one. My name is Dylan Dildo Haas. Haas. Dildo Haas. Dildo Daggins. Dildo Daggins. I'm Tucker. Hello, Tucker. Hello. Hi, Tuck. So the movie we're talking about today is Tucker's Pick, mm-hmm. the Martin Scorsese. The Scorsese. Uh, 19-something and something. 85. 85, 85 yeah. movie yeah. After Hours. After yeah. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly taking place in the Soho uh, neighborhood of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tucker, why don't you... In hell. Tucker, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell? yeah. In hell. Uh, Tucker, why don't you tell us why you picked this movie before we dive in? <clears throat> well... I made a list of movies where I thought New checked York Checked it once, checked character. it twice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, I'd been really, I'd been watching the Scorsese movies and this is where I was like, and I'd been watching this period and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a one that people don't really talk about as much. And it's New York-y and it's Scorsese and I thought it'd be fun to talk about it in that context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, pretty fucking New York-y. Yeah, and I had been, it had been a long time since I'd seen it. And so I was kind of interested to see. Yeah, when how? Yeah, went. what is your history on this film, or your uh, yeah, your your history with this film? Uh, I may have seen it maybe twice over the years. Okay, but yeah, it wasn't one that I revisited a ton. Yeah, um, I've seen it. This was my first time seeing it. Okay, mm-hmm. but I very much remember the cover. Sure. The, yeah. The uh, because yeah, Griffin we, Dunn's head being twisted yeah, off. Yeah, we on had the top, it like on VHS when I was a kid, so I remember the cover yeah. of yeah. it, but I never watched it because honestly, I thought the cover looked stupid. Sure. <laughs> when yeah, I was it a looks kid. like it doesn't look like what the movie is. It yeah. looks it looks no. slapsticky on the cover. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> but I don't know. you know. It's this it's Scorsese's kind of attempt at slapstick. A, let's call it, it that. It wasn't Ace Ventura, so I wasn't no, interested. Sure. It's a marketing nightmare. <laughs> this movie looks stupid. Let's put uh, on Ace Ventura. You know? yeah. <laughs> when nature like, calls, obviously. Because <laughs> I just want to see that scene where he's coming out of the buffalo the butthole <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> oh. um, anyways, is that a yeah. gif? Let's see if there's a gif. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is my first time watching it. Yeah, and... Um, Anyway, I remember it being, and and this is the thing. Like, I forgot to check too. I don't know. Was it actually shot in New York? I don't know. Oh my god! Um, yes, yeah, big time. Was Are it? you kidding? Like, I, I, didn't, yeah. I couldn't tell if it was locations or sets. I you could, couldn't tell. Not a lot of the time. It's got such a weird feeling to it. Yeah, um, every ex- I get what you're exterior saying. Exterior shot is clearly the neighborhoods of the Soho district. It's not even a question to me. No, I, cool. I'm with you, but I feel, yeah. I'm also a Tucker where it's like, it's got a weird, that. it's cause it's got such a heightened feeling to everything it about it. Yeah. And if, and it feels is, so fantastical and yeah. so like foreign and I, right. but, but that's just because like, I think that is just because the movie is like building that kind of tension mm-hmm. throughout the movie. That oh, for sure. One, yeah. it kind of feels detached a little bit. Yeah. And right? everything's, uh, heightened everything's odd because and it's it, like alice in wonderland it's like wizard of oz like they mm-hmm. call it out yeah. directly in the movie it's like a like a far off distant mm-hmm. imaginary land that he's in almost so right 
There's yeah, also he, kind of a uh, uh, when you can't get purgatory their, yeah. type of uh, right. hellish loop. Right. Yeah, and you can't get there other than being driven <laughs> yeah. at high speed with the frame rate. Oh my god! Slow down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get so there funny. and to get home, both ways you got to be. Zip, 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 zip. I, I watched this. I watched this a couple weeks ago, and then I watched it kind of in pieces over yeah, the last I week the again. Yeah, I did the same because they kept putting it on at night, just to be like, oh, I want to, you know, mm-hmm. keep it in mind and everything. And there were parts that kept making me laugh because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the intentionally laugh or intentionally. Like, laugh. Okay, okay, yeah, because uh, it is ostensibly a comedy right but it's not a they came together type of right. comedy no it's it's hard to get your feelings it's hard to catch yeah. the rhythm of what's comical about it it's what's comical about it is the hell of this insecure of this guy man and his inability yeah. for anything to go right on this yeah night, that, I guess. that part is clear but like the part the, where so and he's like being yeah. chased by a mob yeah. and he's you know yeah, there's the, a dead girl. There's the very all yeah, these the different last, things that happened bit. to him, and he's running away every time that this part came up because I saw parts several times because I kept falling asleep and just putting it back on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> every time when he's like stopped, he's like crouched down like near this fire escape or oh, something. Yes, yes. yes. And <laughs> he climbs up the fire the, escape. Yeah, you hear someone yelling at each other, screaming. Oh, yeah. And then this woman in a in a apartment just shoots her husband yeah, a bunch of times, times. and yeah. he's like i'm probably gonna get blamed for that yeah, i like that like, too that's <laughs> yeah. a bad delivery of it but man every time i would it yeah. would get me i had the same yeah i was like that's a good one that's yeah, a good it's, one. it's really well placed like it's got you know, it's ratcheted up just perfect for it yeah yeah no the i i saw this when i was a kid probably a year or two after it came on video because mm-hmm. I just rented movies. I'd visit my mom and we'd right. just watch movies. Yeah, watch I feel movies. like I saw it back then, but and I, and I do, didn't really take. It didn't take, yeah. yeah. Like, it was like, you know, renting in the same period that I was renting Revenge of the Nerds, and I was like yeah. way more turned on by that, right? Like, sure. this one I understood to be funny, and like, I was into Cheech and Chong, so I was like, well, Cheech and Chong is in this, and like- Thomas <laughs> Chong. Thomas Chong. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's like, hmm, that's weird. They're not being Cheech and Chong in this. Okay. Yeah. Um, And- I just remember thinking it was off, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a comedy, but I'm not laughing my ass off. And I, even as a kid, could appreciate that it was put together well, even if it didn't feel right. Like I, I could appreciate like, oh, I see. It's just he's just going on this loop, and then he winds up like back where he started, and blah blah blah. But as a kid, I obviously didn't have the words yeah. for it. I was just like, yeah, it's fine. And that's and like I never the, revisited the it. macro construction of it all is really cool. But the uh, the the inside way, the scenes his it's the really cinematic well made. storytelling it's is really, really like he does really. so many things wordlessly with just the camera that you're like oh yes. my god you're really in his point of view a lot of the time and yeah and just the peculiarity of it all right like mm-hmm. because it's i don't know like it well maybe this is a expectation of a scorsese film is that it's going to be more linear and it's going to be more not even linear is not even right like reality based right. i suppose and so this one's so far removed it took took me like part of the way through this yeah. second viewing of like right 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 this is supposed to be fantastical so just let go of that yeah it's right? not like, quite our world <laughs> because it's like a little weird to an extent it all works it all works within our world but then at some point it becomes untethered and it never really lets you know that it's done it you just have to just mm-hmm. kind of follow him in this thing like 
up until the point where he gets stopped from jumping over the turnstile to get home, <laughs> it's still pretty grounded in yeah. what can really happen. With the exception of, I mean, it makes no sense that he <laughs> puts his money in the thing and it flies yeah. out the window. But I'm, yeah. I'm willing to accept that. Right. But then somewhere in there, like with the, and even, maybe even not that, maybe maybe it's the point where the guy hands him the keys to go up to his apartment where I'm like, this feels like it's lost its connection with what would really happen. That, that's kind of what I, that was kind of the moment that I felt like it Yeah, because, I mean, and, and it's fine. I yeah. Mean, and it, it's, but it doesn't feel, and I'm sure Scorsese's doing everything on purpose, that right. it's mm-hmm. doing, it's, he's not trying to let you know that we're lost reality now, that we're. Right. We've gone into purgatory, and he's not just having struggle getting home. It's going to it's be like, fantastical this is, this from is here his forward. Hell. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that everything's like tenuously connected. All the different people he runs to are t- are connected, connected and yeah. it all seems to be revolving around him. Yeah, you right. know, and that I really <laughs> enjoy that. That it yeah. is like becoming more and more plain that all the things have to do with him. Yeah. I like that because the whole purgatory of it all and mm-hmm. the like. And the fact that he never makes it home. He like, never... he just gets dumped back at work. Yeah. <laughs> Start well, all and over the whole again. thing is. It's fucking it, awful. The whole thing <laughs> feels like he's trying, like, Scorsese's trying to say something, but I'm not sure if he is. I think he's just trying to flex. I think he's mm-hmm. just showing us. A uh, he, New York, the New York of it all. Yeah. I think it does a fantastic uh, job well, of walking us through all of the different beats of the mid '80s, early '80s New York. Yeah, is well, how I feel. And Scorsese did say, Manhattan. like this movie came at a time that was where like Tempta- Last Temptation of Christ had like stalled. Yeah, right. And so he kind of made this movie as a flex to be like, I still got it, and I can still, I can, I can see this. I can make like a like a fast paced like 90 minute movie yeah okay and just kind of like charge through it and yeah and make he gets it like, he's he does, like i'm gonna use all my tricks like his and tricks that's what are, he's doing. he does and, yeah and he does him yeah. fantastically ebert called this his rehab period okay of, yeah uh, after new york new york because he had the raging bull where he had sure. his overdose and then he had raging yeah. bull where he was like this is my last movie i'm gonna throw everything into it do everything and then he has these three that are kind of <clears throat> Or like King of Comedy, After Hours, Color of Money. Okay, is a Color of Money feels his rehab. That's interesting because that. <laughs> that's interesting because by Color of Money he has found a a, a I want to say a rhythm that puts him into what he is now today. That's interesting that that's a well. It's weird because I just watched that too. So I watched the Hustler so and the Color of Money, and I'd seen it before, sure. but I'd never really no. gotten into it. And I fucking loved it this time. Like, it's, I was like, it's this possibly, movie is awesome. Possibly his best and, um, film. It's right? so it's good. Really, well, I don't know, but it's don't also know, interesting because in this period, leading up to, because after that he does get Last Temptation made, which mm-hmm. he's trying to do for so long, and then goes on to like fucking Good Goodfellas, of course. Like, I so mean, then, everybody's gonna say. Then Goodfellas he has is his best. real resurgence and his comeback. Right, but but the from, Color Money is a a sequel. It's very, and it's a it's a the first movie he made with a Hollywood star. Okay. That wasn't his friend that came yeah, up wasn't, with it. Right. Right. This Someone is the that first he made time. into a star. Yeah, he was like, this is the first time I walk on the set and I'm like, I got a thousand movies I associate with that guy over yeah. there and I've got mm. to direct well, him. Was he talking about Paul Newman? Paul or? Newman, Okay, because yeah. I was going to say Tom Cruise, but yeah. And Paul Newman selected him and like came to him and said, well, I want to do this. And so so then King of Comedy was a Robert De Niro thing that he brought to him and wanted right. to do. 
and he had like seen it and didn't really relate to it but now he could in a weird way because he'd gone through this fame and everything else so he's like it, he had an inroad to it that at that point and it's uh but it's also like he was unhealthy at that time yeah and it's kind of a subdued scorsese in a weird way and I, what's weird is i really like all these movies like i like this period it's a weird period for him yeah <laughs> i like it and then after hours was him like yeah flexing those like uh just like his his all his filmmaking knowledge like he's like i'm just gonna go in and do this fast and crazy and then color of money yeah he's got paul newman and tom cruise so he's got two movie stars yeah. he's dealing with and he's got a much bigger budget, and so he's like, I'm going to prove that I can do all this stuff. And he comes in under budget with the color of money. Like, he's like the studio's Dude, dream. I, I, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I love that movie. It's really I rewatched I it in the really last love year. It it's now, really yeah. great. Um, wh- and with the after hours, okay, then, I mean, what do we do? Because uh, to me, especially on the second viewing this time around, mm-hmm. the elements of it being so fucking New York really stood out to me. I feel like that whole punk rock scene, like throwing in mm. the going to the punk band or the punk uh, uh, club. Yeah. They actually look like punks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm like surprised that you're like, I'm not sure if this is like, it's clear just from the background characters, the side characters that he's just grabbing people, locals to do that shit. I mean, it's, and it's that grunge in mm. New York, like Hollywood never made that New York saying, as a I set. thought it was. But I didn't check. You're, right, so I didn't. Right. I wasn't. I wasn't confident that's like, that's to like, say. That's like watching Warriors and be like, I can't tell if this was actually filmed in New York or not. <laughs> Shut like, up. Like, is this really <laughs> no. New York? Is this really no, New York I City? Don't, I don't think it's or the same thing Toronto at all. Or is this Toronto made up to look like a New York City? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking obviously that's a, that's gritty eighties. And and maybe mm-hmm. it's because it's so empty that 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 does feel yeah, like yeah it's eerie and it, weird it, it, well yeah, it, yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but it was the mid eighties I think mm-hmm. it was probably a little easier to get away with filming at night in the mid eighties. Well, I mean, it shut York. it down. Of course, you shut it down. But I think if you go shooting, do that today, so. you're still going to be fighting people <laughs> to get right to get that to work. Yeah. Um, Okay, so it's funny. It's funny seeing this movie like for me for mm-hmm. the first time because it really, <clears throat> like, you can really see how many other movies kind of take their cues from this movie. Like even oh, yeah, it's really funny. Like even like um like the night before that Keanu Reeves movie oh God, that we that, watched. Oh, oh mm. I had to look back. I was like, what is the Keanu Reeves? Because I'm sure I referenced that when we yeah. watched that. I was like, this is like after hours. Right, yeah. You know what it started making me feel like. I started thinking about Coen Brothers movies. Mm, I was like, that's weird. This comes right. out the same year as Blood Simple because it's uh, almost like Scorsese's anticipating Blood Simple you're in a weird way. Right, you're <laughs> right. There is a very Blood Simple it's feel kinda, to this. I hadn't thought of that. And you know what the other one is for me that I was thinking about was Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's I was thinking of that too. I was oh, like, absolutely. oh, we should just do different cities. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I made yeah, me think, yeah. but it was no, specifically right. Adventures in Babysitting just I was thinking the, about. You're right. The like just constant running around getting stuck in a city stuck trying to figure out what the fuck to do and, right. and then being exposed home. to yeah. peculiar what if the film screenwriter yeah. thinks is peculiar aspects of the but, city but particularly like with adventures in babysitting i was kind of like oh this is like 
the kid friendly like family friendly <laughs> version of after hours <laughs> yeah and it sure. totally makes sense Kinda to is. like to have that movie made like when that was made because mm-hmm. that's like just a few like a couple like years, years, yeah, a couple years, years later, yeah. after this yeah. yeah and that's a good point like yeah just like christopher columbus being like maybe i could make like after hours but like <laughs> yeah. with elizabeth shoe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not and like kids and kids, and kids yeah it's kind of fun like it's kind of fun in that good double feature yeah, kind of would. Yeah, because it would be. <laughs> so, okay, so knowing how intentional Scorsese is with this film, there's things about it that I am curious about. Like, okay, he's. It starts off. He's a word processor. That in yeah. and of itself is a weird thing to even think about. That that was considered a job title. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was. I'm not sure that that's true. That that was a job title. Well, it w- wasn't a word processor basically somebody who like took written transcripts and typed them up. I guess so. Yeah, I, I that's the so. only thing I can imagine yeah. what a word processor is. It's just that also that's what the device itself became known as. Like those yeah. computers were oh, word right. processors. Yeah. Anyway, that yeah. doesn't matter. It's just early 80s, so computer stuff is like synonymous with like up class, <laughs> yeah. uptown shit, right? Yeah. Well, he's and a all- word processor, and he also doesn't seem to have any... And he's he's not ambitious. Yeah, he's just fine. We meet him with Bronson Pinchot, yeah. who's yeah. who's ambitious. Yeah, right. You're right. Well, Balky's he's ambitious, ambitious to the extent that he doesn't want to be a word processor. Yeah, and but it's subtle because he doesn't even he just trails off and he just walks away when the guy starts talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's not even interested it. in hearing. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, and then so then I mean okay yeah let's just walk through it. what the fuck I don't I don't care right like what the film is like, right the, the beats. Yeah, yeah yeah sure so he goes and he's ha- like at a diner reading mm-hmm. Tropic of Cancer yeah right. by Henry Miller yeah he goes home to watch cable and he's got that old cable box with the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the buttons uh-huh gets bored goes to a diner at 10 at night I mean it's already pretty something late something like that yeah. yeah he meets Marcy played by okay, uh, and, this is, and this is my often frustration with any movie where a woman approaches a man in any avenue unless the man is a movie star that's where I knew he was already dead yeah Yeah. (laughs) because young Rosanna Arquette especially young she was so cute yes that's one of my Facebook posts so we're friends did she really yeah good for you yeah Yeah. she's terrific and she's so cute in this movie I'm trying to get her to set me up with her sister. Oh I call her Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, can you introduce me to Patty? It's like when people call Robert De Niro Bob. Bobby. <laughs> or Bobby. Yeah, it was, it was me and Bobby. <laughs> I was so intimidated to work with him at first, but then after a while, he just becomes Bobby. You know? Bobby. <laughs> it's like every... Oh, every, Bobby D. Every time there's like a late night appearance of somebody who's in a movie with Robert De Niro, that's always sure. the thing they say. Course, like, yeah. I was intimidated at first, but then after a while, it's just like, you know, it's just Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, yeah she's, so she gives him her number, and yeah, from the start, like everything is mm-hmm. frustrating about this guy. He's trying so hard to do something, and like she gives him the number, and he's just like, oh, okay, and then tries to write it down really fast, and his pen doesn't work. But even there, she's giving him the number to contact an artist who's selling a paper mache bagel well, paperweight. Sure, that part of so, it like, feels she's more never, realistic. There's nothing direct. Like no. he never people are not direct and he's not direct with people. True. It causes all sorts of trouble. Oh sure. There's but that, that feels like how an interaction <laughs> like that would go is you don't give him your number. Yeah. You you nominally talk about something that there's a you know, that's how you show interest. Sure. Well it's funny too so that feels because real. he Griffin Dunn's character, Paul, it's not that he's like I wouldn't say he's like inept or anything like that, but he is constantly uh 
helpless by his own design Mm -hmm. like he never really can take the initiative to actually like get himself out of the situation yeah he's constantly relying on other people but also never treating anybody he's never treating people right he Mm -hmm. he seems that's the part he's like entitled he feels entitled to their help (laughs) but he's never willing to like because I mean, what's the solution to the problem? You just start walking, right? Well, like you're in Manhattan. I, it's gonna, I gotta give it's him. A, I mean, it's a long. I looked it up. It's, it's like, eleven miles. Yeah, so it's, it's like a two and a half hour you're not, walk. You're not walking that. But, but you don't go downtown with twenty bucks in your pocket. Is there's the solution. Well, there's that doesn't that, make any sense. There's that, and but also too, like you just start walking. You know what I mean? Sure. Like well, you, you you go down to the next subway stop and jump that turnstile. Right? Like right. for whatever reason you get, and they and they they make it raining to help detract from that. Sure. Sure. But. I'm not. I'm not put it, saying but that man, as like a ding or a knock yeah. against the movie. I just think it's interesting to note yeah. that he really has like has he's it, not. He's not affable. Right. Like he. There are several points in the movie, and I think this stuck out to me as a kid, and it's part of why it never really gave me the like I dig this movie because mm-hmm. I didn't find him likable enough, and I I can't yeah. tell if that's intentional mm-hmm. or if that's the way Griffin Dunn wound up playing it. I, there's parts of it where I'm like. Like that interaction with Terry Gar, right? Like where mm-hmm. she's weird and all that, and that's a humorous. Like she's a mm-hmm. throwback to the early '60s, whatever. Beehive. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. he goes back up there because there's that moment where he thinks, "Oh shit, I just abandoned her," and she probably killed herself too. And so he goes running back up there, and she's fine. And he's like, "Okay, okay," and he like placates her, and he's like, "I'm gonna come back. I've got your phone number. I came back this time. I really gotta go." And he's like, he gets himself out of the situation in a mm-hmm. way that feels like, "Okay, he's done yeah. this without causing any problems." Walks out the door and then she's like, "Oh, you forgot this thing!" And it's then like, instead yeah. of just, yeah, he like smacks it and yells at her, oh, yeah. and that <laughs> feels too quick. It feels yeah, like I know what you mean. I, I was like, "Why would he act like that? Why wouldn't he just yeah. be like, oh, okay, thank you,' and right. then just toss it when yeah. he gets out the door?" Like, who? It's a this weird is why he's stuck in that loop, man. He can't break it. it. Right? He sucks. In a yeah. similar like, because yeah. well, he, he's going downtown to have sex with Roseanne Arquette, mm-hmm. right? Which is he hopes, yeah. perfectly reasonable mm-hmm. motivation. <laughs> reasonably reasonable thing to do. That's why I go downtown. Because well, it's going to take never happens, but well, it's always where why he, I go. He lives. He says he lives <laughs> up off ninety first, right? And this is down eleven miles away. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that taxi ride was a good twenty five minutes, right? So yeah. he's intentionally taking Not at a, those speeds. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's intentionally leaving I've his been house in New York. <laughs> he's intentionally leaving his house at close to midnight on a work night to go meet someone. Yeah. Like all of that, like that's a you gotta have a certain kind of moxie to do that. And he's doesn't have it. Right, and when he does have that interaction with Marcy, finally, when she finally shows up, and they go to the diner, and then go back, and they're in her room, and they're in like all the peculiar things of her leaving the room, and you can only hear, barely hear whispering mm-hmm. going on, and then her coming back and being off-putting and weird, and like that whole com- like talking about being raped in the room, and then mm-hmm. saying, "Well, it was my boyfriend. I wasn't really like yeah. all of it is weird, right?" Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. But that turn where then he becomes frustrated with her and is like, "Where's that thing? I came here to talk it." Bang, bang, I do bang. like yeah. that line though, where he's what he says, like, "I've got back at my house. I've got papers oh, that's flying all, funny. all around the room." It's very funny, <laughs> but the way he delivers it feels off. I'm not sure. What, am I am I alone in this? Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I I there's part of me too that is like wanting him to be 
feeling like I want him to be more like likable and charming. charming just because everybody charming. because everybody seems so willing to help him at yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. I would. F- I feel like I would need a reason, like more of a reason for people to feel like they wanted to help him. You yeah. know, do you know what yeah, I mean? He doesn't Does seem charming enough. Like I, I don't believe Griffin Dunn. I don't believe Paul. Yeah, he he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to get this attention. Who's going to get like Marcy right. actually but wanting I, him to come down? But I hesitate to say that I like per, would prefer that yeah. just because like it, it seems like it's in, maybe it's intentional. Like you're kind of saying it's kind of t- it, it's tough to know. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel frustrated talking about directors like Martin Scorsese because yeah, I I'm like okay. It's tough for me to feel like I can like criticize it or say anything negative about it because I'm like, well, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> like well, it's Martin Scorsese, he yeah, knows what he's doing. There's you know also there's a way that people acted in movies that started to change over time, and and this still feels like one of those. It's almost like he's doing the caricature of the single guy with the single guy's expectations rather than just being a man in this world. Am I am I saying that I, in a way I that you feel can, like you know I what I mean? What like, get, yeah, like movies from mm-hmm. the like in the seventies, like the the that golden period. There are still parts of the way people behave in movies that it's almost like we're still holding on to the golden uh, uh, screen gems period of this yeah. is a heightened, elevated mm-hmm. thing. This isn't a real person. This is a person doing a thing I in think a world. That's very intentional in this one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. But there is something about Griffin done and maybe it's his performance or something or maybe it's just him as like an actor but it just like something about it feels kind of lacking to me Mm -hmm. and that like his line deliveries like when he does have his outbursts they're often funny but i feel like a lot of that is the because it's like the dialogue he's saying is funny yeah it's but he himself i feel like his delivery is not it's like it's missing a buildup. It's or it's, or like, it's just like missing some like yeah. And it starts here, yeah, and then suddenly know. it's over here, and we've missed like the the thing that gets him from A to B. Mm-hmm. And, and coming I, I down do, the stairs that from a couple times, coming yeah. down from the stairs from going to Tom's apartment to check on the thing and get the key to the the um, cash register. And he, he is confronted by the two people at the four at the at the door, the bottom floor at the door, and they're like floor at the door. <laughs> And they're like, hey, who are you? And like, he's immediately like aggressive with them. Yeah. In a way that mm-hmm. feels like, A, he already had heard that there was robberies. So he has to know, oh, these people don't know me. They know that there's robberies in the room. Like, so coming at them with some weird, like, hey, get your fucking hands off me instead of just being like, no, 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 no. There's a way to be charming. Mm-hmm. It's the lack of charm. That yeah. I don't understand what that's about. And I. Yeah, what's your take on that, Tucker? Okay, I'm pointing at you because uh, yeah. you're the Scorsese expert. Like, no, I, is I, it and this intentional? is your movie too. Like, what do you yeah. what do you think of that? Is it intentional I, or is it just Griffin Dunn not reading it properly, or maybe even there's some editing stuff, and maybe that was the twelfth take, and that's the one they wound up using, and there's another one where he's a little more I affable feel, or something. I feel like this. The more I watched it, the more I was like, I don't think this is. I think it's a, like more of a literal kind of hell and he kiss mm-hmm. and these these shifts in his uh, personality and kind of in the tone of the scene suddenly yeah um it's like it's almost like he just cannot 
let something <laughs> like who like cannot Griffin Dunn. Okay, like, this character seems to like just keep uh, like because everything does seem like oh okay everything's kind of okay and then suddenly he's like he fucks it up and changes well, and it's not even and him fuck, to but the next I don't thing. feel like he's fucking up most of them like there's a couple not where, always but like there's a couple where it is his yeah but his those demeanor. outbursts specifically I'm yeah. talking about like I feel like because they do they feel like they come out of yeah nowhere like I kept feeling like I missed something but I also feel like it's like this kind of I think that's part of the uh keeping us off kilter okay a bit that this isn't um necessarily this world doesn't necessarily function the way our world well functions. it never does like right. it, at some point I, I i identified that moment yeah for me but because it feels like there's moments where he could like change the course of things absolutely and he specifically goes, goes the other the wrong way. way yeah there and are so that he can keep this fucking loop going yeah that to, he's stuck to the, that's what it feels to like the, to me. just start walking of it at all right like there right. Are, yeah. even if, even that is an extreme because it really isn't that big a deal to be like can i bum two dollars off of you please just to get the fuck home yeah so the bartender offering it to him feels a little weird but it also feels like sure why not buddy it's two bucks i don't i don't give a shit yeah two exactly. bucks to get home it's two in the morning and you're right like, yeah you and know? by the way i love john hurt <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love him like he yeah he's great he just has like such a like warm on-screen presence to me yeah and, like he just feels like him as the bartender i'm just like yeah that's like the perfect role for him who's just like sure. the, the well, bartender who's like so much yeah, I'll that, help you I'm just so like yeah I feel like he'd help me too <laughs> the New York of it all right like coming in that bar and there's just a couple dancing I, I like that yeah. whole scene mm-hmm. and, and Terry Gar like putting the thing like I hate this job help me like what uh, yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's not, a really funny because you're like <laughs> just like, go home like, there's nobody here right, like, just yeah. tell the guy hey I'm gonna kick off for the night there's nothing going on right that's <laughs> so weird and uh, then getting stuck because I mean I don't want to go back and forth because it does it yeah. does just kind of loop around on himself a handful of times right um, in in a very satisfyingly humorous way right like Cheech and Chong popping up yeah. a couple of times like they do is humorous yeah and, mm-hmm. and being misdirected the misdirection of it is very interesting but like he leaves the restaurant or the the bar and whatever misadventure and then it comes back and it's closed and then he sits with Terry Gar and then it's open so he goes in. And all of a sudden, there's those two. They call them bikers in the credits. Yeah. The two bikers, the like the, <laughs> two, the leather two leather gay guys, guys, the two leather guys. And I was thinking, you know, because they, they, he, he puts them forefront, right? Like even, even when Griffin Dunn's sitting at the, when Paul's sitting at the bar, yeah. Like they are right there. Like it's not background. It's right there. Yeah. In 1985, having two character men like that, like making out, just. And it not being the central part of the scene, not being like, because yeah. Paul and yeah, I thought Paul that and the was bartender. really interesting watching it with, you know, 2023 20, eyes, because yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, I just didn't really notice them. Right. Yeah. And, like, and it was done in a way that that was possible. That's kind of interesting. In 1985, that was not happening, right? Like, that no. was, that, you know, this was Where's the, the Blue Oyster that music I was just about to say, this is the Academy. Blue Oyster um, <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what you expect. Yeah. It, you expect it to be over-the-top silly, mm-hmm. and they're not. Like, even when the 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 comment about the, the girlfriend dying, and, like, they're both just sitting there, like, kind of empathizing. Yeah. And they're like, well, of course you don't, because it's not your fault. Like, right. I don't know. I really yeah. appreciate that as, again, the New York of it all. Like, mm-hmm. that to me is p- 
part of what feels like a love a love note to the city, to the Soho district in particular, of like people are weird. There's weird characters you can run to at three in the morning and you just roll with it. Yeah. yeah. And it, I loved that part yeah. of it. I mm-hmm. loved that. And I love that like at three in the morning, like because he goes to that diner that he like tried to escape or whatever. And it's you know, he's already gone to the club and it was a fucking punk rock show and it was all yeah. chaos. What, and Scorsese's minutes? up there on a platform shining a spotlight at is people. Is that him? Oh, yeah. Is that him up there? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, huh. and, oh, and that's, that's why they linger on that shot because they're, the movie, I, I yeah. find that interesting that because there is that's yeah. like it's a very standout moment where they show that guy showing and that I didn't realize it was Scorsese yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but then they you know an hour passes and a someone's handing out flyers for a show <laughs> at three <laughs> yeah. in the morning right <laughs> shows up at the show and then he's like where is everybody I don't know like what? <laughs> it's a city that never and it's sleeps. Empty, and it's empty. Like, yeah. It's a it character went from, it went, in this movie. It is a big time a character in this movie. Um, I don't know. I'm just rambling about like the interesting tone of the film, I guess. Because yeah. it really... Okay, we haven't my, said anything my, about Linda Fiorentino. Come on, we got, we, got to talk about, we got to talk about Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, I mean, love her. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah. Like when Paul shows up, you know, so he calls, captures that awkward like you had to talk to people on the phone in the 80s. Right, <laughs> yeah. And it's so cute. She's like, I'm really glad you called. I'm like, me me too. All right. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Takes the fucking taxi all the way downtown and shows up and she's not even there. She went to the all night. For, like, I like that all of the little things that are happening aren't themselves fantastical. The idea yeah. that there's an all night um, <clears throat> place where she could go get a prescription filled in New York Sure. That feels real. The diner's open. That feels real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The prescription bottle that she winds up overdosing on has the name of the bartender on it. It says mm. Tom Fredericks or whatever the name is that's oh. crossed out. Like it is all the details are paid attention to. They're mm-hmm. not just throwaway things. Like it all wraps in. I didn't pick up on it immediately, but the the skull on the keychain. She's got the skull uh, tattooed on her thigh, right? Oh. Like it's all connecting. Yeah. yeah. And that mm. that is an interesting thing too, where mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what's going on. She's got all these burn. She's getting medication for burns on it, it says. Yeah. And then he sees the book and there's burns and he's like, oh God, and off put by it. And when he like sneaks a peek, he sees the scars when does he see that? When he's first sitting with her and they're yeah. like gonna make out and there's like the scars and she's being weird on off putting yeah. or being off put by his touch. Yeah. And then later when he doesn't realize she's dead and he's like looking at her. Or does he realize he, she's he's, dead? He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, but after she's dead and he's just like, I'm gonna see what that was and it's not there anymore. Like that isn't that feels like <laughs> Yeah, I guess that to my comment earlier about him never acknowledging the director never acknowledging that we've lost, you know, we're we're in a fantastic world. I yeah. guess right there is where you really just put the shut the door on it of like we saw that there were scars and she was burned and now she's completely smooth and it was just a tattoo. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think even like from the moment, I mean, from the beginning of the movie, there's a sense of like claustrophobia. Yeah. Or, or like unease. Oh yeah. And uh, it really sets in when he gets to their apartment, and she when she's gone, yeah. you're, you're already like, well, something about their interaction already felt off, and now that she's not there, yeah, I art that's already like one click 
like yeah. to the right of like ratcheting it up, up like the like paranoia it, and, and, and tension. Yeah. And it feels like that, like meeting someone you don't really know and you haven't made your intentions right. completely clear. It feels so much like that. Like right. meeting a woman to like hang out and not being sure if you're on the same page or not right. feels yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah. So we're not being there. Oh my oh. God. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a very good way of uh, like kicking off. Yeah. Like everything is going to go wrong. Yeah. Like no matter what, like yeah. from the moment he gets there, every, something's already gone wrong. And I mean, before that he loses his money, but like, yeah. it's really yeah. like, and that's so wild. And like being in that apartment with Linda, with what's her name? Kiki. Yeah. With Kiki. Kiki Bridges. Kiki, and she is just, so effortlessly cool and sexy and mm-hmm. indifferent and yeah. like and he's doing he's you know when she wants him to take his shirt off and like wash his shirt I feel that there I feel like that means something because he comes in and he's all covered in he's like all beige or like tan like his clothing palette is, or his color palette is tan right yeah tan suit tan sh- white shirt and a tie and she gives him a black drab. shirt. Like, she gives him, like, so yeah. it, and that feels intentional because in yeah. the rest of the movie, he's wearing this black shirt and he looks like, I don't know what. I don't know what the point of that is, well, but it's very intentional because there's gotta no be, purpose for it. Well, there's that's gotta, no purpose. That's got to be like the the sign that he is now in Wonderland. You know what I mean? Like, okay. he's gone, he's gone through the looking glass and now he's like on the other side and now he's like. And it's in like this a, fantastical world where he so it's like the, that he can't escape from. You so know, it's like the inverse in some way. Yeah. Of, of his thing, I, I don't know. The, he's I'm, in the I'm upside down now. He's in the upside <laughs> down. I mean, I guess there's <laughs> yes, the small yeah. purpose of getting the plastered piece of newspaper on his arm, so that later at the end, right, you, we get that news story that's about that's him. about him getting he, his face pummeled. Well, getting torn limb from <laughs> torn limb, limb and his face. Yeah, like yeah, they couldn't identify him. Recognizable. Yeah. 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 But well, wait, is that what it was? It was like uh, like a future thing, like that. It was just a story. It was right. just a story. In the but context like, of that, at oh, that point, him? it feels exactly oh, like right. Okay, gotcha, him. gotcha. I thought maybe I missed something where it like directly referenced him. No, no, no. Not, it no. just says and an unknown were, man who's right, in his okay. ID. He had, had right. no ID on him, and he has no ID so he, on him. So he's like, "This is what's going to happen right. to me." Sure. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it's certainly what it feels like. And to even to that, like again, Terry Gar's other job is she works at the the printing place downstairs do you want to go down there i can get free copies at any time i have a key to the pl- like yeah, yeah. oh gee whiz so, and it uh-huh. all but it's a throwaway thing but it all fits perfectly because then right. she can make all those copies and right. she can go hang all those copies up which doesn't make any sense like he didn't do anything to mirror <laughs> yeah. that he's right. just a dick to her yeah he wasn't even that much of a dick to her she was weird <laughs> like, <laughs> right yeah uh yeah for sure um, <laughs> I love Terry Gar. I, oh, me too. I was, she's I had, really good in the movie. She's really, really funny in there. She's been great in everything. Yeah. I always thought she was never given the appreciation she deserved. For for me, she's kind of the standout of this movie. Yeah. Of like her, her her moments on screen are so um, like uh, like uh, unsettling, mm. but she's still so like funny yeah. and delivers all of her lines in a really. She's just uh, so enjoyable. She's yeah. so yeah. sweet. And like pretty effortless, it feels like. And always, she, kinda, she, she always has. And she kind of mm-hmm. just feels like she and she like knows how to deliver all the lines. And like when she like kicks into kind of like a little more unhinged mode, mm-hmm. she does it so like it's for her when she does that, it feels more <laughs> right than from when Paul right. does it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Less, <laughs> like, less jarring. Yes. She, yeah. And that was she's. 
I, I really do. I felt I always loved her as a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought she was terrific in everything. And I, I wanted her. Yeah. And Mr. Mom, mm-hmm. I wanted her to be like a huge movie star. Yeah. And Tootsie. Yeah. Like she was oh, yeah. great. She's great yeah. in everything. Yeah. I don't, and it always bummed me out that her. she didn't get, I don't know what, 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 why some people catch and some people don't. Cause she seemed like a leading lady type that just never got a chance. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, there we go. But okay. Will Patton. Come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> horse. So great. Yeah, um, yeah. Kiki, Kiki Bridges and Horst. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, I'm, I'm, I'm just fixated on the New York of it all. It really, <laughs> I hate how much this embodies this category to the degree that it does. <laughs> well, Not hate, but I'm like, oh man, Tucker made a real yeah. good, solid yeah. pick here. Yeah, very Super solid pick. Um, well, especially because when we're saying this, that New York's a character. We're saying Manhattan, and there's nothing yeah. that could be more Manhattan than this movie. I, uh, maybe the movie Manhattan, right? Uh, that's probably, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I doubt it, though. I doubt it's as Manhattan maybe, as this. Maybe Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing that I all the like side characters in the movie that pop up are are so good, and so yeah. like I don't know, like what well, they just all have like that quality of of being like just off kilter enough that yeah. you're kind of like I don't know what they're gonna do or what they're capable of but, that, right but you still there's still like something about them that you that makes them kind of like likable or like, like sweet and like I feel like that's why it feels like a love note to New York at this time period because I feel like that's what he's saying is like people are fucking weird it's a city yeah. that never sleeps and if you're out at three in the morning in the Soho in this art district you're gonna find fucking weird, yeah. lovable, quirky. Like if you can find people. if you can find the thing to love about them, yeah, then you could probably have like a really good time. Or yeah. if, but like Paul, or if you're part Paul of can't the find that no, he's, right because he's not part of the world. Right? Just, he's, he's, yeah, and he's, he's a visitor, and he's there to use someone. Yeah, right. Like that's why he's there. Well, he's like, oh, yeah, I yeah. can I can get laid tonight. That's the whole yeah, right. Know, and then he wanders in and. And then yeah, he's he's yeah he's Alice in Wonderland for sure. And it's funny too because like the whole like he is there to use someone to like uh, like get laid. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> saying get laid by the way is, is like the most eighties way sure. of saying laid, having man. sex. But it's, it's so funny. But um, <laughs> and then when he realizes that like it's not a good idea, he turns on her. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and. That again, back to the like awkwardness of his performance. Like, I I resonate with him finally losing his cool and just being like, "What is going on here? Why are you talking about being married? What? I mean, yeah. that's not what you do if you invite someone over and then you start talking about how you're married and like weird shit. Like, you uh, just don't. I mean, if that that's a that's a a message of like, I don't actually want you to be here and you, so you mm. take off. So he's like. I don't know. It it felt weird to me. Well, I think his reaction to it, the way he reacted, like the 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 tone of it makes sense. But then he's so immediately like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. exactly what I mean. It's not that he's like, "Oh, this isn't the situation I came here for, so I'm going to leave." Right. He's so, that's he's that's reasonable. It, sure. Yeah. You know, like sure. if you're if you're going somewhere to like have sex with somebody, and hundred percent, that's fine. Yeah, right. And, like and if, if you show up and the thing just isn't what you thought. That's fine. That's just, fine. You go home. You mm-hmm. say, and yes. you can even be salty about it. But you're, he's like so, so one eighty about it. It right. just feels like, damn, dude, relax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and 
that's like the the through line through the whole movie, yeah. right? But in that so moment, maybe... it's particularly striking because it is like she is kind of like she's bearing her soul to him. Yeah, she's explaining like why she needs to go slow, why she's like a little skittish about it, why yeah. she's had all this trauma done to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's like, uh, and I guess that's to the likability of him. Like, I want him to be like, ah, uh, you know. I, I'm putting myself in there and being like, okay, well, you, uh, you're kind to her, and you, 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 a clock starts in your head of like, all right, well, I got to be nice to her for ten more minutes, and then I'm going to make my way out of well, here and just so what no it, harm, no foul. Kind of what it is to me, like the likability thing is like, I guess what I f- would feel like a little bit more invested in as like a character, the character of Paul, right? As if he was more likable right. and things were just happening to him, like despite himself. I think that that maybe that's what I'm, I'm struggling to articulate too, is yeah. like, I want to like him and then be on his side throughout all this. I don't feel like I'm on his side. He yeah. keeps doing things that make me not want to be on his side. That That's right. Yeah. That's the, I thing. have a couple thoughts about this. So looking at it through, uh, the, the Paul character, as kind of um so so i've been reading scorsese or ebert's scorsese book which is all his collected reviews he was the first professional reviewer to review scorsese um and kind of brought his first movie to attention and um they were really close and they both had catholic upbringings mm-hmm. and so he talks a lot about uh scorsese his uh the whore mother complex mm mm-hmm. And how all of his characters, or a lot of his male characters, have this horror mother <laughs> complex, and how that's none more than, uh, uh, oh, God damn it, what's Jake Lamotta. <laughs> no, not no, no, no. Um, uh, what's his name from? Uh, uh, what the fuck? The comedian. Um, oh, what the fuck is my huh? problem from? From the uh, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Spike Lee. Never mind, never mind. Sorry, go on. Go on. Anyway, <laughs> the Spike Lee movie. <laughs> but you fucking dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking from the Summer of Sam. Uh, oh, um, oh, god damn it! The guy who, who the, the the his name is just on the tip of my tongue, and it's like left my head. The the Hispanic actor, uh, uh, was a comic. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. John Jesus Leguizamo. fucking oh. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, wait. Please like, delete at, that entire point. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> Let's loop that entire point over and over for the entire podcast. Okay, that's the whole. Just thing. play, play, it, play it, the like name John Leguizamo in the background, really quietly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I was thinking about it uh, in terms of Paul and how he kind of like he goes to meet this woman for sex, and but he also makes allusions throughout that he just wants to meet a woman. Mm. And like he wants to settle down like that's like the underlying thing. But he comes here for this. Sure. And when it gets complicated by her, he turns on her. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And so he keeps doing that. And I feel like there's a lot of that manifesting in here in the Paul character, which I think, you know, lends to him being not so likable. Yeah. But also uh, I'm like, well, I feel like Scorsese's kind of like this is somewhat of a proxy for me and mm. what I'm going through and how yeah. I'm, and I'm like and maybe he doesn't find that very likable <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. about himself and sure. uh, and so I find that kind of interesting in that way and I feel like if he was more <clears throat> likable or uh, more of a victim in the whole thing yeah. that it might 
I don't know, it might take the edge off of some of this stuff for me because then yeah. I feel like more like, oh, oh, I know how to feel about him. Whereas at this point, I'm like, I kind of like, eh, I don't really like him, but I kind of understand him, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I kind of like that. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not that I, it's not even that I like, don't like him. Yeah, I just you're not, I never I never really like feel for him. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, on you know board. what I mean. Like, even you know and like, but I, you're right. I, it is intentional. I mean, obviously intentional. Sure, I think it's intentional. But even that moment where he's running and running and he, like the big crane shot of him mm-hmm. running and stopping and going why to the like, heavens? Yeah, yeah. I, like you. That feels like at that point an earned comical beat rather than a like. Yeah, I you're also sitting feel there feeling like, like that with him screaming to the heavens, the mother whore thing, the purgatory of it all, mm. and Scorsese's own words that my entire life has been movies and religion. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, like all those things put together, kind of like yeah. I can't see it outside of a context of kind of a religious. Yeah. Oh sure. Oh sure. Quagmire. Wait, with know? Scorsese? From Scorsese. <laughs> Well, he's like, fuck you, I can't do Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> and, like, he's got, whatever, what, 97 cents in his pocket. Like, yeah. Oh, my so God, silly. the subway guy cracks me up, too. Oh my God. Yeah. Every time he makes me laugh. That's I love true. Because that, like, that is the that is a, a linchpin of the movie, because there yeah. really is no reason not to just give him a yeah. ticket and let him go home. And the yeah. price changed that night. Yeah, at midnight. At, at midnight. midnight. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I well, appreciate that. Well, I also that. like, too, that he mentions that to several characters, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> there was a whole ad campaign for the last yeah. nine years about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous. It's ninety-seven cents. Like he's got ninety-seven cents, and the and the bar or the uh, bouncer's like, "Do you have any money on you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got money." He's gonna give him ninety-seven cents. Yeah, and then doesn't yeah. what doesn't the the and bouncer like? <laughs> he goes, "I'm gonna take your money, so you understand, so that later when you're thinking about it, you know you tried everything, and I'm gonna give you back a quarter." I love that he yeah, gives he, him back the quarter. Yeah, exactly. And the quarter yeah. is what he uses to, I don't even want to say seduce, but at least get the yeah. attention of that the artist whose show is going on. Right. Presumably it's her show. The guy doesn't, the bartender doesn't even say it's her show. She, he just says she's here right. all the time, which makes sense since she lives there. That's so convoluted. So it feels co- it's almost dream logic. It's yeah. total dream logic. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing becomes dream logic. Yeah. Cause you know, like I think in that scene where Griffin Dunn goes and puts the quarter in the jukebox and then comes over and just talks to her and like tries to get her to give him attention He's really good in that scene because yeah, he just yeah. looks strung out, haggard, like all of this shit. Like it all yeah. weighs on him really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, but the dream logic of it all, yeah. they go down to her apartment and then he gets plaster on himself. Yeah. And so she makes him into art. That's yeah. terrific. I love that that's how he gets away. Well, yeah. I do. And lo- then here, there he is stuck, stuck. again. Yeah. yeah. He's literally, literally stuck with his hands on his head, on right. his hands on his head. <laughs> kind of perfect yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's how he's stuck forever right <laughs> <laughs> which is also funny too because like paper mache you could bust out of that shit no problem <laughs> no leverage oh yeah who knows i'll flex and get well, out but of it that. was plaster it wasn't she wasn't doing paper mache oh. linda fiorentino was doing oh, paper mache right. okay. she was doing because he pulls that, that is... thing and it's plaster or uh uh whatever sure st- compound would be why would you have it up His on a twenty dollars? Is in the sculpture. Well, that was the other thing. When he sees the twenty, well, I mean, it's implied it's his, but yeah. when right. he sees the twenty dollars there earlier, and then he goes back there, yeah. and like when she's dead, and he needs to get out of there, 
my whole brain would be like, I'm grabbing that 20. I'm going to go return these keys and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> he gives it to the taxi driver and the guy's like, here's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. like, I didn't know you 20 bucks, bro. <laughs> it was just six bucks. <laughs> Catherine O'Hare. I mean, oh yeah. Gail. It's interesting that she pops yeah. up in the movie too. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing. The whole thing's it's it's a pleasant it's little so... like empty romp. Like at the end, it just ends where it started. <sighs> and well, one thing I wanted to say about the uh, another thing I wanted to say about Griffin Dunn is I do appreciate like his physicality in the movie. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, he, he's he, great. Yeah, he's he really g- is great. Like he's doing a lot of like like the looking in the mirror stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like when he goes up to the the guy towards the end, who like the guy thinks he's like oh the, a, a picking sex, him up, yeah, picking him up. Like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> yeah. his physicality in that scene is really funny to me. How he just is like hunched. He's like hunched over. Yeah, and like dirty. And well, that's <laughs> immediately following the like the prayer thing because he looks up and that guy's standing there looking at him. Like, yeah, yeah, uh-oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that the characterization of that guy because he's such the perfect embodiment of like possibly repressed homosexual walking around yeah. New York at <laughs> yeah, four in the morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like just to be sure I'm there's certain things I won't do <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. before we get started. I want you yeah. to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like the mob like the mob thing is pretty fantastical. Yeah. Like it's not very likely that like a bunch of people would wake up at like yeah, four or five in the morning and be like hunting. Yeah, hunting a burglar. Yeah. They'd probably just like wait till like the next night or something like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's almost like there's like a Paul Revere going from like building to building being like <laughs> yeah. We got him, we yeah. got him. It's the Soho town caller. Yeah. yeah. Town crier. Yeah, he's got yeah, like it's a, the guy who banged on the door and the at the mm-hmm. bar and was just like four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but it like as the mob kind of grows and grows throughout the movie, it does. It is f- like m- more like funnier and funnier yeah. at, as it get it gets yeah. bigger, which is really like well done. Well, and I, oh, I do appreciate it that just like everybody, everybody that he's coming in contact with or has has had contact with is like slowly joining the mob too. Literally yeah. everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and even like uh-huh. John Hurd's character. Yeah. Who seems like maybe he would still try and like. Yeah. Trust him. Yeah. Trust him. And, yeah, and he immediately flips on him. He's like, hey, he's right there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> um, and when he's going through the whole like in that guy's apartment and he's relaying the whole story and he's oh, like yeah. she let me use her phone just use her phone pick it up put it down pick it up put it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it's enjoyable the movie's very enjoyable yeah. and yeah. it's very New York yeah you got yeah. that right yeah that's part of why I'm frustrated you're like I'm not even sure if it was filmed in New York <laughs> what are you talking about I'm not um I have to have verification before I claim something because I don't want to look like a, you know, like I'm making shit up. Uh, You know what? Let's just get Scorsese on the phone. (laughs) One ringy dingy. Um, Um, No, there's like a whole the best fucking films. Or I found, I found it. Oh yeah, King Missile. I kind of wish I, I kind of wish this wasn't my first time watching the movie. Yeah. Um, Why? Because I feel like it is a movie that. 
I, especially honestly, after talking about it with you guys, makes me feel like I like the movie more in talking about it than I probably did oh, when I was the watching it. Okay. Because the whole time I was watching it, I was kind of feeling a little bit like, um, what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on? It, it, am I getting out of this what I feel like I should be getting out of this? That is kind of a sense mm-hmm. that I've always had. And it's, I felt that way as a kid. I was like, yeah. I feel like there's more to this than I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I'm too, I'm like, I'm going to go watch Revenge of the Nerds for the 17th time instead. Yeah, exactly. So I do feel like it's a movie that I will want to try and revisit in the future because I feel yeah. like my appreciation for it would. <clears throat> it's very well made. Improve, you know. It's really, and this one reminded me like the second watch especially of you know because Scorsese is I want to say famous or at least he doesn't have an adherence to um, continuity right like he doesn't he doesn't sweat the continuity not gonna worry about it the cigars in his mouth in one shot and not there in the next 100% and for whatever reason that stuck with me and it makes my appreciation of what he's doing, I appreciate it, because it's not laziness, it's intentional, Mm -hmm. and it gives a feeling of passage of time beyond what you're seeing on the screen. So even in this movie, right, like, he, there's just little things that are a little off from one shot to the next, just like the guy's making out in the corner and then the next frame, they're just kind of sitting there and they're not in the exact same position. So Mm -hmm. you, you either take that as a laziness and it distracts you or you take it as this is just another moment in this guy's night and time is passing. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know why I'm going into that other than it, it feels like, because I know it's intentional, it does add a layer of context to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like c- context and like texture. Cause it texture, like, that's yeah. better, better. Yeah. Texture yeah. is better, yeah. Because it like lends itself to the, the dreaminess of it, mm-hmm. the fantasticalness of it, where it feels like disorienting a little bit. Yeah, when you feel, yes. when you see it like in Goodfellas, like I, when I think of that stuff in Scorsese, I think of Paul Sorvino and his cigar. Like it's, there's definite scenes in there right. where I'm like, oh, cigar's not there, it's there, it's lit, it's not. And I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I think of that. But in this like, in here, it's in here, like textually, like it works yeah. as part of the text of the movie. Yeah. Whereas there it feels like, well, oh, continuity's weird. Well, the continuity. Yeah. There it feels like, well, oh, with, that feels intentional and because of what Part it is. of what's different there is the the double edit, like coming back and forth from two different perspectives right. and having it changed back and forth or noticeably within the context of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have, because it's a conversation, you don't have the element of it being time passing time yeah. passing it's like what what stands out to me is uh when i'm thinking of that is the scene in the departed with um mm, say it correctly please the departed Thank you. With, <laughs> with leo dio and i forget the actress's name the the when he's mm. at her apartment mendez is that who's no, in, in, in that vera formiga and she's moving and he's shown up and it's the when they finally make love and they're make love. Oh, they make love. They get laid. <laughs> they get laid. <laughs> when they totally get laid. laid. <laughs> when they totally get laid. And they're just talking. Pussy and it's, posse. It feels <laughs> the it, pussy posse strikes again. And there, it feels like it's supposed yes! to be one fluid 
mm-hmm. dynamic moment of them talking, but right, you know, and they're, from one scene they're from they're talking and he's in one position and she's in another, and then the next cut they're in sixty nine. Yeah, he's like <laughs> fucking got his tongue buried in her asshole, and it feels like an awkward shot, right? No, but, it works. <laughs> but it works. But it works. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Right. In the next, like, what, what would be in the same? You know, he's like sitting up on the counter, and she's standing in a different position. Like, uh, it, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. It. it that feels more textural and the, the cigar mm-hmm. thing feels, that feels a little lazy. That feels a little bit like, mm-hmm. not just lazy. Different takes it's cut just, together, but uh, you know, it's like, yeah, but that calls attention to itself. Whereas in this <laughs> context, it doesn't as much. I'm curious yeah, if this film, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I wonder how much of the discontinuity sense specifically with Griffin Dunn's performance is driven by it being filmed in location rather than in sequence because I'm sure that it was filmed by location. I'm sure all of the stuff taking place in the apartment was all filmed together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, that's going to be rough. I mean, I I think you can be a great movie actor and it's still always going to be awkward to find Mm -hmm. the right, okay, in this scene, I'm in this emotional state and then hour and a half change the setup and then you're supposed to be in a different emotional state. Like, so I wonder how much of the, like, struggle we're having with Griffin Dunn's performance is like he had to do two different scenes in that room and they's probably shot in that room for two days and he's mm. like yeah it's easy to be like I don't, where am I at in this I don't know like, oh, that's another thing it's right. just like <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know it, he he works for me in it I think it's uh <clears throat> it's the other thing like I, I think about these things and like these extra curricular things like you know the yeah. director or whoever blah, sure. blah 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 but if you're just even having the film as that's the text and you know yeah read the book kind of thing right. you know? <laughs> uh i i think he i think he works in it and i think it's uh, i think it, it's interesting enough that you question it rather than disregard him you know what i mean yeah you're like why is he doing that why yes is he, uh, rather than so it's yeah, it's that, good enough in a certain way, at least. That that kind of hits the nail on the head of it for me. It's yeah. like it's it, yeah, it's interesting enough to not like destroy the movie for me or anything right. like that. You know, like it keeps. It's interesting enough to like keep me invested, even though it's not like I'm rooting for him or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so you know, I know this movie isn't as lovable as they came together. Sure. Oh my god, it's a different beast. Right. But um we'll see how it pans we'll out. We'll see how it pans but, out. I mean, um <laughs> he got games a different beast too. So yes, it's it gonna is. be an interesting Which I matchup. Have oh, you've already, already watched it. I already watched it because a little behind the scenes listener. <laughs> there was a little mix up in my brain where I thought we were talking about he got game today yeah, and yeah. had to hurry. Are you gonna watch it again? I am gonna watch it again. Better fucking watch spoiler it again. alert, I really like it. I fucking love it. That's why I nominated <laughs> it. I want I've been I as part of why I nominated it because I'm like I'm going to wind up watching this movie in the next few weeks anyway. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. I mean, the New York of it remains to be seen or talked about. Right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that next week. But, I mean, obviously, New York is like the a, hey, very New- much a character in After mm. Hours. Yeah. I New mean, New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. <laughs> I, New York's great in this movie. <laughs> New York's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's Knocked his it girlfriend. Out of the park. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I, I think the movie that's almost more analogous uh, to this movie would be kind of The Warriors. Mm. Yes, hundred percent. And the I, 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 
I wonder if I almost I, I wonder if I prefer the New York of Warriors more than the New York of After mm-hmm. Hours. It could just because like the the New York of the Warriors, I feel like is like a video game. It's like so <laughs> colorful, yeah. yeah, and so but it's fake. It's fake, yeah, but it's still like they're kind of, they're kind of similar movies of like mm-hmm. just try yeah people stuck people in New York stuck trying New to get York. home yeah, trying yeah. to get home right yeah, yeah it doesn't not, but the Warriors doesn't feel hopeless. Like, true. It feels like you can get somewhere. True, 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 true. <laughs> I don't but know about that. This it one. feels pretty fucking hopeless to those guys halfway through. I feel hopeless for them. Yeah, like, they're I getting knocked like, off. I feel like they're, getting, like they're not going to make it. Yeah, they're no, getting knocked I mean, down they, like flies. You but. don't feel like there's some supernatural force keeping no, them from that's escaping. For sure. They just have to sure, overcome sure. the obstacles yeah. but and I, get out. But just like yeah. thinking, because we talked about like with They Came Together, like that New York versus like the New York of like... Uh, when Harry when met Harry, Sally, yeah, right, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so just in the vein of like comparing it to one of the other mm-hmm. New York movies that sure. we had talked about, it seems most like <laughs> similar to that one. Plot-wise. Well, plot-wise and grittiness. I mean, New York yeah. was still gritty. That's the what I was about to yeah. say is the reason I'm so like adamant about it being filmed on location is there is a website or I found like something that was like walking through all the sites, all the locations for... Where After Hours was filmed, cool, and showing pictures of them today, and it, oh, that's cool. It oh, nice. be quite gentrified, gentlemen. Oh yeah, white. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're yeah. like all of the shots are like, oh, that's a very nice storefront. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Here, so this, this is the bar, and it's like it was I mean, like a I would have Airbnb. expected it. <laughs> it looks like and, a bed and, 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 and I assumed it was. I yeah. just did not know, so yeah. I didn't want to make assertions. Well, that's part of why Unlike I keep thinking of it as a love note because it is a love note sure to that actual. point in time. Yeah, it really seems like yeah. that. Like that's a different New York. That New York mm-hmm. no longer exists. Right. <sighs> yeah. It's like gangs in New York. That New York that really, really no doesn't mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. anymore. Ah oh, man! Oh yeah, Fifel goes. Uh, I'm so glad he uh, goes <laughs> west. <laughs> goes west. I mean, that New York. No, you mean <laughs> or no? Un American, American Tale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Fifel goes west is the sequel. That yeah. west yeah. still exists. <laughs> that west. Still, no, but he, the the New York of a uh, European tale. Yeah. Amer- no, an American. <laughs> what is the movie? What is it? <laughs> what is your problem? Oh, what's going on? Uh, that New York. Also, no longer, no longer exists. exists. <laughs> Serpico? Serpico? Not no longer exists. It's not there anymore. Afraid not. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Godfather 2? Nope. Mm-mm. It is funny to have, to see <laughs> to see movies of this New York, to mm-hmm. see things of this New York, because I've grown up in a time when New York was like the when Harry yeah, met yeah. Sally New York. You know well, what no, I mean? I think it was that was New York that's a minute New York. That's the one we all know and love. Is that the <laughs> Haley Joel Os- or no, the, uh, the, 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 the Olsen twins? Olsen twins. Or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the New York we all fell in love with, cinematically right. yeah. speaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fell in love with Vanilla Sky New York. Oh. It, it is uh, just funny to uh, see how like <laughs> safe New York is portrayed in movies, like mm-hmm. from that point. Like how from safer it is not. How safe it, it isn't. Like, uh, no, how safe it is portrayed in movies. Like the New York that has I've seen in movies since like in my lifetime, right. all came after like New York was yeah. no longer that kind of like gritty, oh, New, gritty York. New York. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Times yeah. Square. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny to see like the 
it's just interesting to me yeah. because oh man now it's, it's, it's super when I different. was a kid if you went to new york you were dead yeah, yeah exactly you would die. yeah yeah there's, there's a fucking yeah yeah someone will get, get off the plane and they'll murder you right <laughs> that's how it felt right yeah. yeah i mean that's why all like that's why every superhero <laughs> there's so many movies of people cleaning up new york you know what oh, i mean yeah <laughs> yeah because it's so dangerous yeah so that'll be our next new york <laughs> series yeah. superhero movies. cleaning up the streets yeah. i do well, want to do a cleaning up the streets. i want to do a clean yeah. i like the cleaning up the streets as a yeah as a, um, mm-hmm. uh, theme? what do we call these uh, i mean Topics? Yeah. Units. Units. Fucking I think because there is like there, cleaning up the streets is there's also there's like the superhero cleaning mm-hmm. up the streets. Like I mean you, you you're talking like Punisher, Daredevil, <laughs> but then you also have like the seventies gritty cleaning yeah. up the streets, like with your death wishes death wish. and I got Death Wish three. I call it Um, (laughs) dibs on Death Wish Three. But maybe I I wonder if that's uh, is that too similar to this series? Because a lot of those are New York. A lot of them are New York. I don't. I feel like most of them definitely not really. Even even if it's not even if it's not New York, it's you know even if it's Gotham, that's like uh, Atlanta. (laughs) Probably Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they weren't filming in Atlanta at that point. No, I know, but. it's very far off from what actual New York is. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. Um, I don't know if that's too similar, but we'll we'll figure yeah. it we'll out. We'll figure that we'll out. Figure we'll figure it out. Definitely shouldn't do it back to back. We shouldn't do it back to back. Let's wrap up after hours. I well I I appreciated the New York of this is yeah. just what like in the context yeah. of this series I appreciated. <coughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> the New York of this like as much as anything else in the movie. You know, mm. I feel like we've accomplished something here just that everybody, you know, seemed to uh somewhat enjoy it and get something out of it. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys I'm glad Brett got to see it. Yeah, finally. me too. Me too. It's all I, been worth it. I've been, you know, I know I I have For a, a lot weird of weird person. <laughs> I have a weird person. I have a lot Thanks. of gaps in like dirt, like filmmakers who have just like a really long resume. Yeah. And so oh. I'm kind of just having to like fill in the gaps as I go like as mm-hmm. I have an excuse to watch them mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah but like especially like the people from like that were like starting in the 70s and then just have just been making movies yeah. till now pretty much yeah. <laughs> like that's just so it's many true. goddamn he, movies he to go back and watch. movies isn't he yeah, yeah. What, what was the last one he put out the irishman but he's got and oh, there might have been a documentary after that but he's got killers of the flower moon coming out this year yeah um so I mean I've seen I've seen a lot Should of his movies I've seen I want to try and you know eventually get to all of them, um, sure. And I think the same could be said for the movie that we're talking about next week. He got game Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah Spike's also pretty fucking prolific. Man. Prolific, oh, man. lots. I've, I've been doing Spike Lee Fest for a few years yeah, now. And well, that takes I'm, a while. I'm up to s- the sweet blood of Jesus, <laughs> his vampire movie from like 2000. Eight or nine or <laughs> I don't even remember. That's the thing with Spike is he's got m- so many dozens movies. of movies you've never, I've right. never heard of. So, well, yeah. that's the thing for me too is like every time there, like Spike Lee has come up a couple times on this podcast, whether we've like officially watched one of his movies or just like yeah. right. talked about him in like the context of a different movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time 
it, it comes up, I go and look at his filmography, and I'm always shocked at how few of them I've seen. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. When I'm always, I'm always like, no, I've seen like a good chunk of them. Yeah, no. And he, then I'm like, I mean, no, was, goddamn, I've, he, there's he a went, bunch that I've missed. Almost yeah. 20 years where he was making a movie a year. It's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. That's, it's fucking that's, crazy. He, that's he also working. makes lots of documentaries and... Yeah. Uh, He's hard at Other work, sorts of things, <laughs> if so you will. Constantly working. Yeah, uh, was. I know. I, I'm. Hopefully, he's been able to sl- slow down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Take some time. So next week we're talking about Dylan's pick. Uh, he got game. He got Denzel game. Washington and Ray Allen. Yeah, he got game. Going into it with uh, uh, fresh eyeballs. Fresh eyeballs <laughs> and. Uh, watching it at a time where like I am like. It, oh, into basketball. In, into okay. basketball. Gotcha, gotcha. More than I have been in a really long, like gotcha. since I was a kid. Yeah, even when I said that about watching March Madness, I was surprised by your response. I was like, oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. March Madness has always been my fave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, okay. So <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. Um, do all those podcast things. Do all those podcast things. Do, um, Can't wait to be back here next week talking about He Got Game. And until then, cry macho, shitters. It's a lack of discipline, Paul.